You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, March the 17th of 2022. My name is Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today, each and every day that you tune in. And thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for doing so. If you'd like to give me a follow on Twitter, it is at LJFastball, which can be found right there on the YouTube site, or you can follow the... the um, Show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. So the Cardinals have made a signing, which we want to talk about today to start the show, um, as well as get to the the, the pitching injuries that the Cardinals have with Jack Flaherty getting a second opinion, which likely is not good, as well as Alex Reyes and what it means for the St. Louis Cardinals going forward. Finish up with talking a little bit about Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, the anchors, in my opinion, in the St. Louis Cardinals lineup. So we're just going to go and get right into it. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody, for those who celebrate. I'm not wearing green today. Don't have a lot of green in my wardrobe, to be quite honest with you. So um, if I've, I've already been pinched a couple times today for not wearing green, so maybe I'll be pinched some more after this. But nevertheless, as I mentioned at the top, the Cardinals have signed Corey Dickerson to a one-year $5 million contract, still pending physicals at this time, but it's been reported by Jeff Jones, Mark Feisnand, as well as Derek Gould, so some local and one national reporter. Uh, left-handed bat Corey Dickerson is. can play corner and outfield spots as well as fill in at the DH position. And at first glance, I, I, I kind of wasn't a huge fan of this deal. At, at, at very first glance, knee-jerk reaction was, why are you signing a, an outfield-type bat? Why not spend that money on Albert or on Trevor Story or on pitching, which I'll get to in segment number two. Um, but the more I thought about it and the more I did some research on Dickerson's numbers, the more I saw others post their own research, I, I was a fan of this move. I, bare minimum, you know, you always got to look at what, what the Cardinals' needs are. They, they, they need a left-handed bat. And Corey Dickerson is, of course, a left-handed bat. And he's had some pretty solid numbers over the course of his career. Career 815 OPS, 116 OPS plus. And again, the average for OPS plus is 100. So 116 would be above average. And a career 283, 337, 488 slash line. At minimum, it's a valuable commodity off the bench. You know, maybe not necessarily a lot of pop power-wise, but... When he plays on competitive teams like he did for the Rays when he first came up, or second stint, second team he played for, excuse me, he puts up pretty solid numbers. Um, he's somebody that, like I said, is, is a dependable left-handed bat, either as the DH position or coming off the bench. And I, I believe that, that it's a solid addition for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, should the Cardinals be done? Should this be the, the last move they make? No, but a solid addition nonetheless. And uh, Brandon Kiley um, at BK Sports Talk also tweeted out these numbers over the last three years against right-handed pitching. Uh, 263, 339, 468, the slash line, and 114, the OPS+. plus. So, so pretty solid numbers against right-handed pitching, which is something that the Cardinals, as I mentioned, by virtue of needing a left-handed bat, need some help with. And that, that's exactly what Corey Dickerson brings. And like I said, same thing with the pitching depth moves. This this is not the splash signing that I thought the Cardinals were going to get. This is not necessarily the, the, the move that elevates them to World Series contenders like I talked about last week and even this week that the Card- those are the types of moves I'd like to see the Cardinals make. But this is a depth move that is not just a depth move. 
if that makes any sense in the world. And if it doesn't, I'll try and explain it to the best of my ability right now. When the Cardinals signed uh, Verhagen and Whitgren, those were, were, were plain and simple depth, move, depth moves. Yes, they're going to play a part in the bullpen. Verhagen can be stretched out as a spot starter if needed, John Luck said. But it's not like those two are going to be headliners. It's not like those two are going to be competing for a starting rotation spot, right? They were signed so that the Cardinals have depth in their bullpen and as well as depth in the rotation. With the injuries to Alex Reyes and Jack Flaherty that will likely sideline at least Reyes until opening, until past opening day. Flaherty's still waiting on a second opinion. Those depth moves prove to be correct, right? But with Corey Dickerson, at minimum, this is a depth move. Because you also have the possibility of having him being your starting designated hitter on opening day. If he's able to beat out Gorman, Yepes, and Newtbar. Who, uh, Mike Schultz said Newtbar will be starting at DH on opening day of spring training, which is tomorrow. So, you have it, another DH option, in a sense, with, with, with Corey Dickerson. And again, is, is he going to be the guy that, that provides some thump in the lineup, that provides 25, 30 home runs a year? No, he's not. He's, he's getting up there in age, getting into his mid-30s, but he's a dependable bat from the left side that the Cardinals needed. And I like this move more than I thought I would. Like I said at the beginning to answer the question, is this the last move the Cardinals need to make? No. There's still work to be done for the St. Louis Cardinals. This could be an opportunity where it, maybe the Cardinals, yes, they like their team, but they're not really, they weren't really convinced or sold on their internal DH options. So maybe they want to find a platoon platoon with uh, Dickerson hitting against right-handed pitching, and you bring back Albert to hit against left-handed pitching. That would be a very good platoon at the DH position, and you make a trade for a starting pitcher. I've seen the Cardinals link to Sean Manaya or Frankie Montas in a couple reports from Oakland that the Cardinals could work together a trade. Maybe you, you see an uncharacteristic Cardinal move, and they go for a bunch of big free agent splashes, and they sign Albert, they sign Story, and they trade DeYoung and some prospects to get a Manaya or a Montes to help out their rotation needs, which, again, I'll talk about a little bit more in segment number two. But I was a fan of this Dickerson move. I really, really was. It's, again, a, a typical Cardinal move to get somebody cheap, one year, $5 million, nothing out the wazoo, right? But you're still at least based on his track record, still going to get some pretty decent production from the left-handed hitter. And I think that that's something that the Cardinals have desperately needed, and that's what I've talked about a lot on this show. It's not a Kyle Schwarber, right, as he signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. It's not necessarily going to be the um, the, the big move, like I talked about, that, that sets the Cardinals apart, that sets the Cardinals as World Series favorites. Because the Dodgers made that move last night, at least reportedly signing Freddie Freeman to a seven-year deal. But you look at it, the Cardinals signed, or not the Cardinals, excuse me, that the Cubs signed that Suzuki slugger from Japan, uh, his first name was escaping me at this point, to a five-year, $85 million contract. So that's a big acquisition that will likely provide some thump in their lineup. And now the division gets a little tighter. I think this is going to be a three-horse race between the Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals. So what the Cardinals need to do now is is add-on to this move, in a sense, right? If they're going to, at least for me, if I'm going to feel good about their their possibility of moving on deep into the playoffs, they need to add on to this move. And they, they have the ability to do that, right? They, they can make a trade for starting pitching. They, they can platoon Dickerson at the DH if that's the route they want to go. Because the Cardinals need improvements. And they've so far been doing it little by little, I still expect a big splash to come. Maybe not that the three or four splashes that I mentioned a couple moments ago, 
But this move is a step in the right direction. But it cannot be the final step towards making your team in 2022, in my opinion, if you want to separate yourself from the big dogs, the Giants, the Padres, not the Padres, excuse me, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Braves, etc., etc. And even now the Cubs and Brewers are well within that conversation for a National League division title and beyond, especially if the Cubs are able to get a Correa in addition to the Suzuki slugger that they got. Because if the Cubs get Correa, then the Cardinals really need to make some moves. But that, that's a what-if situation for later. And I know that H-Town wheelhouse, uh, Brett of Lockdown Astros, is not liking me talking about Correa to the Cubs right now. But this Dickerson move, to, to kind of wrap up my thoughts on that, it's a positive move. I like the Dickerson move more than I have liked the other moves the Cardinals have made. I, none of the Cardinals moves that they've made so far, the re-signing of Molina and Wainwright, the re-signing of TJ McFarland, the signing of uh, Whitgren and Verhagen, none of those, uh, the signing of Matts, none of those moves I've disliked. But I think post-lockout, this is the move that I've liked the most just because it's not just a depth move to have depth. It's a move that provides depth, but also provides an option for a starting role. As a DH, if somebody in the outfield gets hurt, knock on wood, that also provides you an option to, for a corner outfield spot if somebody gets hurt. Options and a reliable bat as well. We'll see what the Cardinals do next, if they do anything next. But what they need to do next, in my opinion, is address the starting pitching, as I've talked about, because we've got some news on Flaherty and some news on Alex Reyes as well, and how the Cardinals really need some pitching depth. Um, and before I get to that, I will share your thoughts on the... Dickerson move have some replies on Twitter, so stay tuned for that. But before I get to that, I do want to tell you about Tim Tebow's new book, Mission Possible. Because uh, if you're ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go, Mission Possible is the book for you. Written and read by New York Times bestselling author and former athlete Tim Tebow, it encourages you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and create a life for yourself that counts. Ignite a new spark in your life through this new inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is available everywhere where audiobooks are sold. Get your copy today. You guys have some thoughts, at least a few of you have some thoughts on what the Cardinals just did today in signing uh, Mr. Corey Dickerson to that one-year $5 million deal. And I'm going to read a couple of them now here um, from Twitter just to kind of get a sense from what you guys are saying. If you guys have more thoughts, drop them in the YouTube comment section. Um, Tonight and tomorrow morning, I'll try to respond to some of those comments on YouTube, so be sure to drop those in there as well. Um, Alex Hannon at Alex Hannon said... Um, he will be a good platoon outfield and a DH from the left side. He also played with Nolan in Colorado, potentially trying to sell Trevor on coming to St. Louis more. Ideal situation would be make a trade with either Sosa or DeYoung, Luke and Baker, Zach Thompson for Manea or Montas. And then he responded again saying, if Trevor Story signs, the signing might also mean we're shopping Newtbar in the trade as well, question mark. That this opens up a lot of possibilities, in my opinion, just like Alex talks about it. It opens up the possibility of getting Trevor Story. You know, I'm not sure how close Corey and Trevor were while um, in Colorado, but you do have that somewhat of a connection there or how much they even overlapped, but you do have that option. But but like I said in the first segment, that this does open up 
an option for for some trades to happen, for some fun things to go go around if the Cardinals were able to get things in the works, depending on the asking price for Montes or Manaya. You know, I'm not giving up Walker, Gorwin, or Libertor in any sort of deal unless you're getting, you know, a bona fide tier A person. But even then, I, you know, just as the Cardinals, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but good thoughts thoughts there f- from Alex um, responding to the, the Twitter. Uh, the other one, Jonathan Clinton said, I'm sure we don't have the full picture yet, but it seems a lot of money for a depth piece. If this move isn't followed by a trade, then I would give it an F. We need some stud pitchers for this team would be in, or this team will be in trouble since there are so many question marks there. Jonathan, I don't know if I'd go as far to give it an F if there are no trades made after this, but I will say that there, as I've said, there need to be trades made after this uh, in order for this move to be super successful. Because right now, like I said, I think it's a positive move. It's a little bit more than a depth piece, but there are questions in that rotation now. Because the update, as I finally get to the segment number two talking point here, Alex Reyes not going to be ready for opening day, dealing with some shoulder pain, and Jack Flaherty is getting a second opinion, or the Cardinals getting a second opinion on Jack Flaherty, I should say, with uh, his shoulder soreness as well, right shoulder soreness. And John Denton of MLB.com, Said it best in you know in 27 years of covering sports, getting a second opinion is rarely, if ever, a good thing. Um, you know, I, I agree with John tenfold there. Uh, if you have to get a second opinion, you usually don't like the first one, and you want to see if somebody else has something better to say. We'll, we'll, we'll see if anything comes out today or in in the coming days. I expect it to come out in the next couple of days. You don't want to mess around with it. This is kind of a product of, of a shortened spring training that we're, that we're seeing. You know, spring training games did start today. Cardinals start tomorrow afternoon. But w- w- with those two injuries, you know, let's just for for hypothetical sense and for maybe not necessarily a doomsday scenario, but for a, a kind of a negative scenario, let's just assume here that Flaherty is out, that he is going to miss opening day and say a handful of starts in the uh, to start the season. That, that's a problem. Because then you've got your four starters. Jordan Hicks might be stretched out as a starter, um, but with the health, that's what John Mozeliak and Oliver Marmol have talked about. They don't want to impact his long-term health, but they also want to be you know, aware of what they're um, dealing with from a starting pitching or from a pitching health standpoint in general. But you're going to have four starters still, in my opinion, guaranteed spots in the rotation. Flaherty, not Flaherty, excuse me, Flaherty gets hurt. Wainwright, Michaelis, Mats, Hudson. Because in my opinion, the starting rotation today is those four plus Flaherty. So you're going to have one open spot. Does Verhagen fill that spot? Does Zach Thompson fill that spot? Does Matthew Libertor fill that spot if the Cardinals think they're ready? All of those have significant question marks. So it begs the question, should the Cardinals go after a big-time starter on the market? Frankie Montas and Sean Manaya have been drawing interest a ton from a lot of different clubs over from Oakland as they continue their fire sale. Trading, they've traded away Olsen, they've traded away Freeman, they've traded, not Freeman, they've traded away Chapman, they've traded away Bassett, starting pitcher to the Mets. So likely that they're, they're, they're definitely shopping, um, shopping one of those two arms, right? The, the A's are. And I think the Cardinals could put an, a convincing package for them. Do you throw in a starter just so you you still get, get five whenever Flaherty comes back? Regardless, I do think the Cardinals need to look at the market for starting pitching help. Because we saw how one injury for Flaherty last year ruined his whole year. He was out for a significant amount of time. We don't know what this injury is going to entail. 
but we know from past experience that the Cardinals need more pitching depth than they think they have. I saw a report as well that the Cardinals even reached out to former buddy J.A. Happ for a possible reunion. I do not like that at all. I know that I was wrong in not liking that in the moment last year when they made a trade for him, but <laughs> I just don't see that that reunion panning out whatsoever for the St. Louis Cardinals or even for J.A. Happ for that matter. But that, that tells you that, that they're aware, that they're trying to make a move towards some sort of trade, and it needs to be a pitching. Because I think that the next move, unless it's uh, unless it's like a Trevor Story move, right? No more of this depth move on the offensive part. Needs to address the pitching. Because I, I, I like what the Cardinals are not pitching-wise. I do. I think there's a lot of strengths. But there are a certain amount of question marks. And it's especially if you get a second opinion on Flaherty, that's another bad opinion. Or not, not bad opinion. That's another um, bad di- diagnosis. Not even sure if that's the, the way to say it. Because it, if, if it's more bad news, that, that's the way I'll say it. More bad news. Then you, you, you get to wonder how long is Flaherty going to be out. And regardless, you can never have too much pitching. Right? And if you find a way to make that that fifth starter a little bit more competitive between a Hudson or a Libertor, between a Michaelis and, and Libertor, Hudson, Thompson, if you find three or four guys fighting for that fifth spot because you bring in another starter to fill in your, your top couple spots, then then you're that much better off, right? So the, the, the pitching depth for me now is starting to get concerned because you have Hicks, which is a question mark, even though he is, you know, supposed to be fully healthy, dealt with a lot of injuries in his career already. You have Reyes that's going to miss opening day, and you have Flaherty that's getting a second opinion. It's not good. So like I said, this Dickerson move, positive, like it, solid, nothing too wrong about it. But again, right now that this whole offseason, if the offseason ended today and the season started tomorrow, I would not consider this a 100% successful offseason. I wouldn't. Because I think that the, the Cardinals need to add pitching I would still personally like them to see them add a shortstop, maybe use DeYoung or Sosa in a trade to get pitching. Maybe, nostalgia's sake, sign Albert since you've got other DH options that you can hit there against right-handed pitching. But I'm still waiting for that splash. Maybe it's false hope. Maybe it's me just you know, wishing on nothing. But, but I'm still waiting for a splash. I'm waiting for the Cardinals to make a big move put themselves in the conversation of NLCS type. And again, the Dodgers are far and away the best team right now, especially with, with the Freeman signing. I mean, that lineup is ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. But I do think there's a way for the Cardinals to put themselves in a conversation for a deep playoff run. And they have the prospect pool to make a trade if they throw in a couple of major league players as well. For a starter, hearing reports, like I said, of Montas and, and uh, Manaya from Oakland, other starters on the market as well. We'll see what what, what happens. Um, speaking of prospects, if you want to listen to uh, Locked On MLB Prospects, that's where host Lindsey Crosby is. Um, he's a prospect encyclopedia, taking you deep on the stars of tomorrow. And he's had a lot, lot to talk about recently with all the prospect trades that have happened, the trades that have happened involving prospects, excuse me. So he's got plenty of... Uh, plenty on his plate right now. Maybe the Cardinals will give him one more thing to talk about, um, but we will see what... What happens in the coming days, but I do think because of the the injuries that, that we've already seen in camp, right? Um, we're pretty close, to getting close to opening day, but games haven't started yet, so who knows what more injuries we'll see. Again, knock on wood. But with the injuries we've seen in camp, from the St. Louis Cardinals' perspective, they need to go out and get some pitching. Um, two things that the Cardinals do not need, 
a first baseman and a third baseman. We've got year three of Paul Goldschmidt, and we've got year two of Nolan Arenado, and I'm expecting some big, big things for him both this year. Talk about that coming up in segment number three. But first, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible now for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer that they may or may not have? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your smartphone. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for each and every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. So go to rockauto.com right now, rockauto.com, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. For all the uh, static that the Cardinals front office gets, and f- some of it for good reason, uh, for, for not getting a big name or making the splash signings or things of that nation or things of that notion. Um, they, they have made a couple big moves in recent years, right? Trading for Paul Goldschmidt, signing him to an extension. Trading for Nolan Arenado and stealing him from the Rockies and getting a long extension. Those are the two biggest moves of the, the last couple off seasons, obviously. And in both cases, we, we saw both players struggle early in their first years with St. Louis. Goldschmidt historically gets off to rough starts. And I think with Nolan Arenado, it was the case of you're the guy, big contract, stressful, pressing a little bit. I think we saw him force the issue a couple times, uh, often in, in 20, uh, 2021, excuse me. But now I think they're going to get a little more comfortable. Paul Goldschmidt, we saw his numbers. He had his best year overall as a Cardinal last year. Uh, numbers were fantastic. This is year three of him. He's comfortable. He he knows his routine now as, as a Cardinal in St. Louis. All that stuff. Nolan Arenado, he's reported to be squaring the ball up this spring more than he has in previous springs. Who knows how true that is, or or not how true that is. I'm sure it's true. Who knows how that's going to, uh, to formulate itself in the game. But it's a good sign, nonetheless, right? So ye- year two of these two together, manning the, the, the hot corner and the first base, position for the St. Louis Cardinals, I'm expecting big things. These two are the anchors in this lineup. Whether they're 2-3, 2-4, 3-4, 3-5, whatever it is. Whatever order Oliver Marmol says he's going to hit them or whatever he ends up hitting them in. These two are the guys in this lineup. They're, 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 they're the star names. A little stutter there, excuse me. They're, they're, they're the stars. Right, you you've got Yadier Molina with, with the pedigree. You've got Tommy Edmond that could be a solid hitter late in the lineup. You got shortstop Edmundo Sosa, Paul DeYoung, solid, talented outfield, but not at that stardom level quite yet. Maybe O'Neill and Bader are, but not not the stardom level that Goldschmidt and Arenado are. Both Goldschmidt and Arenado are top five in their position, in my opinion, in the in the entire Major League Baseball. Top five. So they're the anchors in the lineup. They need to be the anchors in the lineup from game one 
to 162. I understand slumps happen. They're human. I, I, I get that. I'm not trying to say they need to hit 1,000 or that they need to hit 380 the entire year. No. But f- we shouldn't have to go digging into splits, whether it be versus left versus right, seventh inning on, first half, second half, month by month. We shouldn't have to be digging into splits to try and find ways to complement Goldschmidt and Arnado's seasons. I think we've had to do that the last couple of years. Now, granted, if they're hot for a month, they're hot for a month, and that deserves praise, right? But if the Cardinals are going to be successful, these two have to put up their typical years from day one. And I expect them to. Because I think that we saw Paul Goldschmidt get comfortable in year two, even in a wild, crazy, bizarre, unprecedented year two, as 2020 was for anybody. He still came into his own. He had great numbers in that shortened season, not a lot of power. And then we saw it get off to his typical slow start, like he always does in 2021, and then ramp it up in the second half, as he typically does. We saw Nolan Arenado have spurts of just incredible offensive numbers, 34 home runs, 100-plus RBIs, wonderful numbers. Now it's time to be comfortable with yourself, keep that platinum defense that Nolan Arenado brings, that gold glove defense that Paul Goldschmidt brings, and bring it to the dish day in and day out. Because if, if these two have good years, if these two have typical years, as they start to get to the, the, the tail end of their primes, especially Paul Goldschmidt, that bodes well for the St. Louis Cardinals team. Clearly. Let me know what you think of the expectations of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. I'm not trying to say they had down years. I'm not saying that, that they were bad last year. I'm not saying that this is a make-or-break year for their legacies. Nothing like that. What I am saying is that it's time to step up, and if the Cardinals are going to go all in and win in 2022, these two need to be at the center of it. They need to be, they need to live up to their name, and I, I, I fully expect them to. I think they're going to do great things. One more year together, another year getting comfortable in St. Louis, because we're starting to get to the tail end of their primes, as I mentioned. We don't know what we're going to get, you know, those middle, late 30s uh, out of a player. You just never know. They could stay consistent. They could drop off. You just don't know. That's the show for today. So hopefully tomorrow, uh, come back tomorrow with, with more updates on spring training, likely talk about the game a little bit tomorrow, if I'm, depending on if I record early or late. But nevertheless, we will be talking more about pitching options and going in-depth on who the Cardinals have to start, not just naming names just for the heck of it. Going in-depth to start as well as if there's any news to break, we will bring it to you as well. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Make your second listen Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan, but please, oh please, call him Sully as he brings you his unique perspective on the majors, both past and present. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.